Hello, Moonshot listeners. I want to play a game. Claudia and Nicole are being held in the basement of an undisclosed abandoned building. Their task is to watch every movie in the Saw franchise before the release of Saw 10 on September 29th and provide thoughtful analysis. Your challenge is to listen to them cover two Saw films a week in their new miniseries, We See Saw, every Monday and Thursday here on the Moonshot Network. Let the game begin. Hi, everyone. I'm Andrew. I'm Martin. And this is the Argonauts Podcast. Every two weeks, I fail to solve an ARG, and Marn tells me what I should have done instead. And this week, we are back talking about video games. Hey, can't get rid of them. Can't get away from them. <laughs> uh, we are, we're specifically back talking about Bungie games because um, someone emailed us, which... If you have a hiatus or defunct argue that you want us to cover, you should email us at argonautspodcast.gmail.com. Uh, someone emailed us and said, hey, uh, Bungie is doing a ARG for like the, the marathon reboot game that is like currently inactive, but it has all of this different stuff that they, that was like archived on, um, like a couple different fan sites and you should cover it. And I was like, damn, we do love to talk about Bungie here on Argonauts. Yeah. They, they've done some good stuff for us in the past. I, I got master chief to talk about kingdom hearts, which is, uh, perfect. So I'm excited to get into more Bungie stuff. Um, yeah. In the meantime, I do have a couple questions that came in for us. Um, one of them not related to the game, uh, but Ashlinsky sends in oddly specific question, but which ARG do you think would make an interesting plot for a film, whether or not the media tie in for it exists? Uh, they say they're asking because they once tried to sell a treatment for a short film about an ARG getting too real to an indie company. It's a neat idea. Ooh. Do you have any ARG that you think would make a good plot for a film? And I guess to, to go one step further, would you want to do... Like an ARG movie, or would you want to do like just a movie about the plot that exists? Do you know what I'm asking? Yeah, kind of. Um, I I think maybe it's because it's fresh in my mind, but I think Mysterious Nashville would be a great TV show in the vein of like the uh, the Elsewhere Society TV show, whatever the fuck it was called. I don't remember right now. Um, the, yeah, I, I was thinking about that too. Where I guess that's kind of what I mean. Would you want to do it in a a Dispatches from Elsewhere style, a show about an ARG, or would you want to do it as like a a we're just talking about Goblin Wranglers and and a strange man on Tinder? I. I feel like for something like Mysterious Nashville, which is like hyper local and very community focused, it would have to be like about the ARG and not like the plot. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think that a lot of ARGs we cover, not to say that they have a generic plot, but that like uh-huh. the them being an ARG is part of what sets it apart as a as a 
quote unquote property. Like I, I think that something like uh, Arcane that we covered, we could pitch that as a movie, but as a movie, it's just any other like yeah. possession film, right? As an arg, it's like a unique spanning concept that goes into Instagram feeds with deep characters and interesting interactions, right? As a movie, it's just, I don't know, The Exorcist 7. <laughs> I I do think that, like, I don't know, it's, it's hard to be like, they should make this thing a movie, even though it's, like, already a media tie-in. But I mm-hmm. think that they could probably get a good... Uh, like Vampire in the Masquerade TV show out of the plot of Tender. Yeah, someday. Still waiting. I forget. Did was Tender for the game that hasn't come out yet? Is that am I remembering right? Or is it a different uh, yeah, arc they, for Vampire they, Masquerade? They like just released a new trailer for it a couple weeks ago. So th- <laughs> it is in theory still coming out at some point. <laughs> Do you think we're gonna get another arg before it's out? I fucking hope so, but I think. <laughs> I think what happened is, like, didn't they, like, lay off a bunch of the people who were working on it, and, like, now it's just, like, a totally new studio doing the game? I, I could be wrong. I don't know. I would not, uh, I, I would not, it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case, <laughs> because that is kind of the state of the industry these days. Um, but I, I, that would not surprise me if it was a, a, a Telltale situation where it was like, yeah, Telltale's back, and they're working on the sequel to the game you like. And it's like, oh, by Telltale, you mean a company that used to employ all the people that used to work at Telltale, but it is just a different studio now, huh? Yeah. I think you could... I feel stupid saying this. I think that you could get a cool movie out of the concepts behind The Optimist, the Tomorrowland arg that we covered, but you would have to dis- you'd have to separate it from the Disney stuff. And also not make it about to not make Tomorrowland, like because they tried that once and it didn't go well. But I do think yeah. that like I do think that something like uh, looking at like uh, not a haunted theme park, but a, a theme park that has like uh-huh. secret mysteries hiding inside of it that leads to a strange like. And I'll even go so far as to like take it deeper into like, oh, there's a cult dedicated to this theme park and its founder for mm-hmm. various reasons. Like, I think you could do some cool stuff with that as a movie. I don't think you land in Tomorrowland, but I do think that like stripping it of the Disney, stripping it of the Disney baggage and the like Walt Disney worship, I think leads to a much more interesting game and movie and whatever you want to make tied off of it. Yeah, I I agree. I think they could really do something with that. Um, I think they should make an Isle of Bees TV show. <laughs> I would watch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Quite frankly, like Blade Runner, but it accidentally ties into Halo. Yeah, it has. Isle of Bees I'm has mixi- like I'm mixing up with the Beast. My bad. Well, yeah, I I love Bees is like one of the most interesting Halo universe things to me because it's just about like regular people mm-hmm. who exist in the Halo universe and I think it would be cool for them to make that. They already made a Halo TV show. They did. Halo Master Chief fucked. Yeah. Just do a spin-off. Just a, everyone loved the the Master Chief TV show so they should just do a spin-off about it. I agree. Exactly. Yeah. Who didn't love the Halo TV show? <laughs> I feel a little silly. I'm looking through our list and I'm like, yeah, they should make a they should make a Guy Fieri TV show. Yeah. Uh, 
But there I was are others, also looking through our list. I was like, oh, Hellboy, The Secret Device. They could probably make a cool movie based off that one. Spoiler alert, they did. Uh, <laughs> Flynn Lives. They could make a bad movie based off of that one. <laughs> Spoiler alert, they did. I oh, also you, think... You could do for... a TV show based off Find 815. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, whatever happened to that play, they should make a show about it. They should make a show about it, yeah. I... Uh... I also think for I Love Bees, it would be really bold to make a TV show where literally everyone gets blown up at the end. <laughs> yeah. Just like the, the Rogue One of television shows. Yeah! <laughs> you make two whole seasons of a TV show that have like a, a, an ensemble cast with fully developed arcs, and then Master Chief comes in in the last like... 90 seconds of the finale and everyone dies. <laughs> you know, I would watch a sitcom about a guy and his robot roommate for Must Love Robots. I would also, yeah. I would watch a sitcom about a guy trying to play wingman to his robot friend. I agree. I hope in there you, we got some good answers. Uh, but I, I, would, I would watch those. That sounds like a great idea. Um, other question that came in. Um, this one... It's from Eli Doesn't Real. Andrew, as a fellow Michigan resident, I need to know, how many gallons of Verners could you consume in one se- in one sitting? This is not episode related, but it would improve my life so much if you gave specific details on how many gallons of Verners TM you could consume. <laughs> Audience, Verners is the worst ginger ale. Drink Ale 8. Ale 8 is from Kentucky. It's a better it's a better ginger ale in every way. Uh, Kentucky represent Michigan can eat my ass. Uh, moving on. Do we want to get into the episode, Martin? Why is it the worst ginger ale? Hold on. Oh, I, it, I'm compelled it, by this. It just doesn't taste very good. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just uh, every time I drink one, it just tastes flat. Um, and uh, it just doesn't uh, it just doesn't good. It's just not a good. I don't know. Ver- Verner's is. There are a few things that Michigan is very proud of for no reason. Uh, one is Verner's, one is Fago, um, and the other is just their state as a whole. So, yeah, uh, I reject all three of those things. Come at me. Marn, do you want to get into Marathon? Yeah. Oh, Verner's is owned by Pepsi. That's interesting. Oh, so why are you so proud? It's just, it's a Pepsi <laughs> product now. What if a what if a soda company was the Luigi? <laughs> Yeah, so so Marathon, um, so the, the site that I'm using for it is, uh, is marathon.bungie.org, which is actually a fan site that has been around since, like, the days of classic Marathon, I believe, in the 90s. So that's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the it's a, a video game that, like, was one of the first ones. Did, did Bungie make the original Marathon? Yeah. They made they made Marathon and then they made Halo and Halo blew up. But Marathon has always been like not a cult classic, but like well regarded, right? Yeah, it has. So there's like Marathon, Marathon 2 and Marathon Infinity. uh, And at least one of them has online play. And there's like still a very active community that that plays them um, and like talks about them. And okay. it has, like, similarly to Halo, it, like, has really deep lore. Uh, this this website that I'm using, marathon.bungie.org, was, like, made to collect a lot of the lore. Um, it has, like, a, a spoiler guide on it um, that is, like, 
all the like a collection of all of the like hidden secrets within all three of the games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um and they announced at one of the recent game showcases, I don't remember which one, uh that they're they're re-releasing it. Yeah, I know they're doing a like a re-release of the original games as well as they're making a, a remake. Yes. Or like a, a remake or a sequel or not probably not a remake, but like a it's hard to tell in modern gaming because they're just like, we're making a game. It's called Marathon. And you're just like, oh, the last one you put out was Marathon Three. Is this Marathon Four or is it mm-hmm. Marathon One again? Or what are we doing here? And so they they released a uh they released a trailer and people found uh, some like weird links and stuff in in the trailer. I think there was like a weird QR code, and then like they found the official game website, and it had like a bunch of like weird code dumpy stuff on it. Okay. Uh, and some streamers, I think, got like marathon uh merch that had um like binary or some kind of code on it. Hmm. Because I, rem- I remember we talked about that a little bit in, in, like, the actual Argonauts Discord server, like, the day that the trailer dropped. So, the way that the marathon... I, I will say, I think we've said it in a previous episode, it is kind of fun that we've reached a point where, like, you will come out and say, like, hey, we're going to cover this arc this week. And I'm like, oh, I remember people talking about this starting in our Discord. How mm-hmm. old could it be? And the answer is it's ended for two years. Not necessarily this one, but like it does. It is one of those like you feel old yet. You talked about this on Discord when it dropped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This one. Is, so this one is only like a couple months old, but it's it's not currently updating. Mm-hmm. Um. So I was like, we'll we'll cover it because it's it's on hiatus. Um. And it's really interesting because. It, uh, kind of the way that, uh, this website has formatted it is that there are, um, there are four different factions, uh, that have, like, paths in this ARG, and they each have kind of their own unique puzzle path. Cool. I love it when something like that happens. Yeah, and, like, some of them, some of them intersect, and uh, and we're gonna talk about them. Okay. And this might end up being a two parter. We'll see what happens. <laughs> sure. Is it is it easier to talk about like here's the path of group A, here's group B, or is it easier to just say like day one, day two, day three? So yeah, my plan was to be like here is the path of group A, here is the path of group B. Cool. Okay. Um. So the first website that was discovered or that i remember being discovered is that um i believe there was a qr code i think in the trailer that led to a site called uh sekiguchigenetics.jp uh and it is a site entirely in japanese for this genetic company uh sekiguchi genetics um okay and they are part of a larger group called the Sekiguchi Group. And if you if you translate some of the stuff on their site, it says they were founded in 2152. Uh, and uh, they were originally a electronics company that dealt in uh, quantum computer systems and superconductivity. And then 
over the next couple of years, they entered the automotive industry and the robot industry. And in 2158, they manufactured the first artificial brain implant module. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and uh, they started manufacturing prosthetics and assistive devices. And in 2459, they started manufacturing full body prosthetics uh, that combined artificial it- tissues with high tech components. Okay. Uh, and they they are new to like the world of marathon. Like the the people who have played the base games, they, this was like a new sort of faction to them. Like this is all new lore. I love it when you go to an ARG about like a franchise you know so much about, and they're just like, "Have you heard of the Makitoba Group?" And you're just like, "No, <laughs> I've been following this for twenty years. What the fuck are you talking about?" Um, but they noticed uh people who had played the original game marathon 1994 um noticed that um in 2194 um around the time that sakiguchi supposedly started uh manufacturing brain implants there was a war um between like two space governments I'm so sorry, people who are fans of Marathon. I am just going to call them space governments. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, div- that like, tested a bunch of new unethical weapons technology where um, dead soldiers had chips put in their brains and were, like, genetically enhanced um, and became these, like, robot zombie soldiers called battle roids. Um, and they killed almost everyone, uh, involved in those two wars. And then the United Interplanetary League had to, like, set up laws for the appropriate use of battle roids. Hell yeah. Sounds good. Love a good and, battle uh, <laughs> And, like, most of them were put into stasis and, like, not used by, like, the states that owned them. Okay. Um, and... Um, apparently there is, like, a a very popular fan theory that, like, the player in the original Marathon trilogy is a battle roid, um, but it's, like, not confirmed in the actual game, so they were like, oh, okay, it's interesting oh. that, like, we now have this, like, group that could have contributed to making these, like, zombie soldiers that we have a bunch of lore about. That's interesting because I I kind of just assumed that like oh great that makes perfect sense in a in a multiplayer video game of mm-hmm. how we get a bunch of people into a battle arena to shoot each other with experimental weapons and rocket launchers and shit yeah and then it it is wrinkling my brain to have you tell me that actually that is not what they it is a thing that happens in marathon but it is not the thing that is happening in marathon the game yeah <laughs> okay then 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 what is it. I, that, that's very much like a, oh i'm bought in on this theory you said fans think this i think this too <laughs> i've heard about this two seconds ago and i thought of course this is yeah okay like, it it seems likely but as, i i guess as far as as i can tell from this page like bungie has never actually confirmed that's true okay um but like it, it's one of those things where it's like all of the lore is is pointing you to to make this conclusion sure um and on on the uh, on the official website for Marathon the Game, marathonthegame.com, uh, it has a blurb that in the teaser that says by 2850 clone technology 
allows a person to reliably shift their consciousness from their born body to new synthetic bodies and back again. Okay. And on the Sekiguchi Genetics page, uh, in the quote unquote present day of the game, which is 2888, uh, uh, there are four series of clones that Sekiguchi offers. Okay. Uh, a, B, C, and S. Hmm. Uh, the, the A series, uh, quote from the page was, the fifth generation A series was created to bring the joy of living to those who seek an experience of a higher dimension, more intuitive, refined by those who know how to live beyond the excitement, ready to meet any challenge, maximum performance at any time and in any situation. Okay, cool. And then they have like... Esports. Yeah. And you you know how like when you download a game from like Steam it has like the the hardware specifications? Mhm. Yeah. Uh they have that but it's minimum neural protection specifications. Hell yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, you need like this drive on your neural sync." <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I could show you something, but it is recommended that you have Eyes 2.0, uh version 3.8 <laughs> if you want to really see it in all the colors uh the b series uh supposedly it quote unquote resonates with the senses which can only be experienced by seeing feeling and living life is enriched by the pursuit of comfort with the desire to recognize a special experience we created a perfect balance of power and beauty to deliver a style of living never before seen okay uh, C-series are built for the toughest jobs and can handle any task. They are built for versatility and, uh, have steel-reinforced carbon fiber inside them. Okay. And, uh, the S-series has just completed its final testing and been approved. Um, it has a shape-power-to-weight ratio and center of gravity based on kinematics, to create the latest human model that concentrates on functionality and emotion. I love that every first-person shooter that tries to, like, add lore to itself is like, well, obviously there's got to be body horror. Like, how does a, yeah. a first-person shooter exist without body horror? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd be horrific to shoot things. Of course. How, how can you have a first-person shooter without the option of having uh, steel carbon fiber bones inside your protagonist? Exactly. How else do we get around fall damage? <laughs> it really... <laughs> All right, listen, Bungie, you can tell me if you're just doing Spartans again. I'll understand. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the thing, is that every every uh, every property has to be like... This is our Doom guy, but he's definitely not Doom guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's the new game, the Immortals of Avernus or whatever, that's just like, we swear this one's not Master Chief. He's got magic. <laughs> this guy is made out of steel, but he's not Master Chief. <laughs> <laughs> we put this guy in a big suit of armor. Stop calling it... <laughs> But I see you picking up your pen. Stop put, Stop writing. <laughs> I guess I guess technically Marathon predates Halo, but I the, don't no, know. No, no, they did Master Chief again. This is this is they prototyped Master Chief. 
It's Master Chief Origins. This is Private Chief before he became Master Chief. <laughs> so despite... Uh, there is a Marathon fan that is seething at us right now because uh-huh. they're like, no, Master Chief is just... They just keep doing a marathon. They didn't pre-do a Master Chief. The one marathon fan who listens to Argonauts, and it is Riley, has just turned off this episode (laughs) (laughs) and is coming into the Discord to yell at us. (laughs) (laughs) So despite uh, clones being like the main focus of the Sekiguchi Genetics website, uh, the front page has like a little pop-up notice uh, that has the title Enhanced Living that talks about how they are working on new cybernetic enhancements that will let humans push the limits of the human body. Okay. Uh, and their their little mission statement page talks about how uh, their company mission is life enhancement. Um, and... It uh they they talk about how they are they're committed to building uh caring relationships with their customers and how they have a, a wide range of options and solutions for advanced implants and cyber uh genetics. And um it it talks about the the three kind of different types of services that they offer. Uh one is Putting a human consciousness into an <laughs> okay, I need to read this straight off of the this like fan site page because it's really funny. Perfect. Uh, note that Sekiguchi Genetics offers bespoke clones and state of the art neural sync transfer systems, advanced implants and cybernetics that support all carbon forms, groundbreaking genetic enhancement technologies. These are three different things. The first puts a human consciousness into an artificial body. Think Avatar with Sam Worthington. The second augments sure. the human body with biomechanical implants and cybernetics. Think Terminator Salvation with Sam Worthington. The third uses DNA manipulation to force evolutionary developments. Think the Titan with Sam <laughs> damn perfect joke writing (laughs) honestly the perfect joke is assuming that anyone has thought about sam worthington yeah thank you to whoever maintains uh marathon.bungie.org yeah perfect perfect mwah (laughs) um they and and they talk about how they offer uh biomata which is uh like modern bio cybernetics technology um that lets you put like a your human consciousness into like a a bespoke uh body that they've made for you and they talk about how uh their manufacturing facility can accommodate any sides of orders. We accept orders from individuals, companies, and governments. Order f- orders for government agencies are handled only through Sekiguchi Wholesale Sales. <laughs> uh, they have a page called Cloning the New You, uh, which talks about how uh, their clones are paired with the user's DNA so that no one else can use them. Okay. Uh, and they also talk about uh, weaveware and weaveworms, uh, which are they? They're like little. I I guess they're like 
robot bugs that um that like weave the biosynthetic skin of these clones sure bio silkworms yeah yeah okay uh and and they they make new skin (laughs) all one word trademark tm 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 hell yeah okay (laughs) Uh, they also have a uh, a page for the leadership team uh, that has short bios of uh, all of of uh, everyone in kind of their like their higher up uh, C suite. Uh, so they have uh, their CEO Teiji Sano, uh, who is was like studied physics uh, and developed the vac worm. Uh, autonomous unmanned driving system uh, okay. and then became the CEO uh, after working at uh, Sekiguchi Robotics. But um, the dates in his like biography don't weirdly don't match up. Uh, okay. it, he either became CEO in uh, 2086 or 2892 Um or he became, or he joined the company in 2852 or 2846. Um, but it couldn't have been 2892 because everything up until this point suggested that the ARG took place in 2888. So hmm. that's weird. Interesting. I'm sure that won't come back up. Yeah, probably not. So where are we? All of this information. Where's this coming in game? Is this all updates from their fan blog or their, 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 not fan blog, but their like info page that started when they announced the game was coming out or has more happened at this point? So this is all on the, uh, on the Sekiguchi site, which is sekigucigenetics.jp, I think. Okay. Um, which there was a QR code link, I want to say. I know there was some kind of link to it in the, uh, in the trailer okay, for cool. the game. Um, so they got like the CEO's bio, they got the CFO's bio, uh, they got the chief information officer, um, they got the chief strategy officer and the CTO, the chief, te- the chief technical officer. Um, and they kept finding references to these, uh, these worm projects. They eventually, through like going through these bios, they had the weave worm, the silk worm, and the work worm. These are all three different kinds of worms? Apparently so. Okay, good to know. Uh, they were all projects that, uh, different people on the, uh, in like the high up leadership had worked on. Uh, so there was the silkworm security process, the, uh, the workworm, um, the vacworm unmanned driving system. Um, and, and so they each had like a, a very like tiny description of what they, what they did. People also found that when you visited the uh, the Sekiguchi site, you very briefly get a uh, a green screen that uh, displays a bunch of uh, kanji that cycles through uh, face recognition, blood temperature measurement, access permissions, access established. 
And they found in the source code uh, that there was an alternate set that said scanning face, scanning blood temperature, DNA link not detected. Okay. Yeah. Don't like where that's going, but great. <laughs> uh, they also found that on uh, in the corner of the site, there was a login option that asked you for a username. Okay, now we're hitting the ground running. <laughs> um, there was a live stream. Um, I think it was live stream. Yeah, there was. So there was a um. A video that was set to premiere on the uh, on the marathon page that is like a little like six minute video of the dev team talking about like the the new marathon game. And so when that went live, like when that premiered on YouTube, people found that some of the name cards for the dev team briefly changed to have clues for the arg in them. Okay. Uh, so one of the one of the dev team's uh, name cards briefly changed to have uh, the name uh, Yoshido Tamora with an underscore in the middle. And so people, took that name, they realized that uh, Yoshido Tomorrow is listed as um, a contact point on the Sekiguchi site for uh, people looking to like batch purchase clones, I believe. Um, mm, okay. And so they, they took that login, they put it in, uh, they also had a string of kanji that popped up under the name uh, that they were able to use as the password, and they got into uh, Yoshido Tamura's email box. Oh, cool. This was all still day one, by the way. These were all, <laughs> like, day one finds. Okay. <laughs> um, so they got into uh, the email box of this Sekiguchi employee, uh, Yoshido Tamura, uh, they found five emails in there. Uh, they were all on uh, Japan Standard Time. Uh, they were all dated from May 2888. And uh, people realized that they were looking at basically emails that had been received earlier that same day. Uh, and the first email they found, this is again all still being translated from Japanese. Like this entire website is in Japanese. Um, the, the first email they found, uh, was, uh, titled Urgent Pending Contract Case about a, uh, a new Biomata purchase order, uh, that was to be reviewed. Uh, saying that it was very important from a financial standpoint, but also to maintain a partnership uh, f- with the client. Okay. Um, and people were like, wait, uh, Yoshino Tamura, like the person whose email we're reading, isn't listed as a recipient on this email. How do we have access to this? Because um, hmm. it, it was from like one employee to another with like a BCC going to the uh, the Sekiguchi genetic security team. Um, okay. And it also had... Um, it, uh, it, it related to uh, the purchase of Biomata supplies by a 
other company called Traxxas Global, um, which okay. was not like the specific uh, section that Yoshido Tamura should have been responsible for. So mystery email. Don't know how this ended up in the inbox. <laughs> okay. Uh, the second email was 149th floor, northwest block, restroom use suspended. The restrooms <laughs> located on the 149th floor, northwest 149, block 4160, are temporarily out of service. The maintenance team is currently working diligently to restore the restrooms. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but the, uh... The description in the email was a little bit suspicious if you actually try to lay out where all of these uh, these blocks are. Um, okay. Because it says uh, the restrooms in block 41 through 60 northwest are out of service. Um, and the, the finance team on floor 149 is told... Uh, to use the blocks of uh, southeast 1 through 20, southwest uh, 21 through 40, or southwest 1 through 40, and northwest 61 through 80. Um, but if you lay them out on a compass going, like, numerically, the 61 through 80 blocks should be located in the northeast and not northwest, um, because northwest is 41 through 60, uh, which they already said earlier in the email. Hmm. And the blocks in the southwest should be 21 through 40 and not 1 through 40. Interesting. Okay. Uh, the third email was a reminder uh, for the Traxxas Illuminate Conference. Uh, this email is to inform you of the upcoming 2080 Traxxas Illuminate Conference. In advance, you have requested to participate in three panel discussions on cloning innovations, and have set up three reminder notifications in preparation for these discussions. This is the first reminder. Hmm. Uh, and there was a little attachment uh, that you could open that had, like, a official invitation to participate in the illuminate conference um on mars it is held on mars oh yeah um, uh so as traxxas illuminate will continue its tradition of bringing together researchers engineers and business people from across the system who are interested in exploring the future of technology this year's conference will focus on topics such as advancements in neural synchronization cyclical resource management interplanetary connectivity and much more. Additionally, the conference will feature over 200 in-person and virtual presentations on the newest developments in the field of biomat research and development and numerous related industries. Okay. And... Oh, God. I zoomed out of the page and it lost my place. Um, <laughs> so uh, people noticed that the date uh, set for the... Uh, the conference was 22, uh, the 22nd to the 27th of Lynx 680, uh, which is a Martian date based on, uh, the utopian calendar, uh, which you can find on marscalendar.com. Cool. Uh, which is a website run by one person named Sean Moss, uh, who devised a, uh, a timekeeping system for Mars. Is that for Marathon or is this just his own thing? No, this is just like his own thing, I'm pretty sure. This is like citing um like 
oh shit the like universe is like the square time theory do you know what i'm talking about oh uh the time cube the time cube yeah it's like referencing the time cube as if it's a real like uh time tracking thing that exists in universe in your video game where you're just like oh yeah that guy's right also you know in addition to like our silkworms that make guns there's just a time cube is right yeah I do like that this website has a, like, conversion to Martian time. Hell yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, they, they found that uh, the Martian time, apparently, in this ARG is working off of, like, this random guy's system that he made for measuring time on Mars. Uh, and it was found that... Uh, Midday on October 15th, uh, 2888, the Martian date would be uh, Lynx 22nd. Okay. So, October 15th, that's coming up. Hell yeah. Congratulations, gang. Yeah. Happy Martian New Year. (laughs) Uh, The fourth email uh, was... A email from the Traxxas Global Security Division... Uh, to Mina Goto, who is another uh, employee in the same sort of section as uh, as our guy um, Yoshido Tamura. Um, again, not a email that uh, Yoshida should have had access to, um, but it said. Uh, the attached document is encrypted by the standard method. The keyword will be provided via direct contact. As cleared uh, with our security oversight, Mix Kiori will meet with a representative from my team, at which point they will be given the keyword phrase to access the PO. As has been made clear, this matter is strictly confidential and requires expedited service from Sekiguchi Genetics to meet necessary fulfillment and delivery needs. Mm-hmm. Traxxas Global Security will continue to monitor this PO through completion, but future correspondence will be handled between the delegated officers of both companies. Uh, and it had a attachment that was password locked. Okay, here we go. Uh, but it said in the email the password would only become available through direct contact uh, with the representative from Traxxas Security. Okay. Um, so yeah, not uh, interestingly, not another email that uh, that Tamura should have had access to in uh, in their inbox. Um, later in the day on. Day one of this arg, uh, a little while after the uh, the YouTube video premiere that had like arg hints in it, uh, Bungie tweeted from uh, a in universe account for Mida, um, which we will we will talk about. They're a faction from the original game. Okay, uh, they were originally a political party based on Mars. Um, and so they, they sent out a tweet that said, malicious insider disrupts agenda, tracks push in performative oppression, keyword infinity, easy lock to pick, we see you. Okay. And so players found that they were able to use infinity as the password to open this mystery attachment. Cool. Yeah. Uh, the, the tweet also confirmed to players that Bungie was, like, watching the progress that they were making in the ARG, um, because they, they, like, knew that they had found this email and needed the password. Right. 
I it is interesting from like an arg developer's perspective when like obviously there is a direct interaction of like if I am texting the players as a character I know that the players are engaging in this exact moment mm-hmm. but there's also like knowing when to keep an eye on things and know like let's give them like just the reassurance that like your progress is being tracked you are being like noticed as you're doing this is also really important for args because there's nothing worse than like feeling like you're doing stuff for no reason so yeah that kind of feedback i think is really important when you're developing and running an arg yeah i i agree and it's kind of nice that they like didn't make them sit and wait a long time to like open the thing that they'd found mm-hmm. like they they could have waited like 24 hours and then tweeted it out but they were like oh you found this thing here we'll tweet out the password which is nice yeah no i agree so they got into this uh this locked attachment uh to find a purchase order uh uh of a large order that Traxxas had made from Sekiguchi Genetics. Uh, they knew, the players knew from the Traxxas faction side of this ARG, which we'll talk about next, uh, they had been told that there was a purchase order that was constructed to obfuscate pers- pertinent details. And so they were like, okay. okay, we need to look very closely at this then. Um it was page one of two, uh, page two was missing, and they found some interesting inconsistencies. Uh, they found that, uh, there was a duplicate item number that described two different items, uh, on the sheet. Uh, the net price of some of the items were, uh, incorrect. Um, and at a significant discount to Traxxas, like someone had marked them down even further than they should have been. Um, and it was found that Traxxas was purchasing three different uh, types of clones. Uh, they were purchasing 2500 C series clones designated as BMC DB minor. Um, 300 S series clones designated as BMS Secper and five P series clones, uh, which were not listed on the website as a mm. series that you could purchase. Uh, and their unit price was almost twice as much as the S series. Interesting. I like this kind of, uh, like journalistic work puzzle. Yeah. Like it's it's not it's not necessarily like a logic puzzle. It's not a um you know, you're just kind of like looking at the data in front of you and going like, "Oh, we're learning something from this thing that's been put in front of us." I I like that. It's very fun. Um yeah, I I I like stuff where players kind of get like a a receipt or like a bunch of data and are told like, "Hey, figure out what's wrong about this." Yeah, I like, and, like that a lot. What's interesting to you? Mhm. Um, and they they also found that one of the P-Series clones uh, was actually shown in the announcement trailer for uh, for Marathon, for the, the new Marathon. Oh, interesting. Because uh, they found uh, there was, like, a, a clone showed, like, being printed or something in, in the trailer, and it had, like, the the order number and, like, the serial number of one of the, the clones from this receipt that they'd gotten. That's cool. I like that. It's very cool. 
I like showing like evocative, interesting image in a trailer and then like having a side thing be like, no, we're going to dig into what that exactly was in like mm-hmm. an interesting way. I, I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, the the fifth email, the, fi- the final email was another one sent to uh, Mina Goto that uh, that once again, Chimura should not have had access to. Um, ta- uh, it was from the uh, Sekiguchi CFO, uh, with a title that said urgent, no forwarding or reply. Uh, and it was talking about another order that Traxxas had made saying, uh, please contact the person responsible for production and manufacturing and inform them to promptly put the equipment in place. This is a necessary step in order to prioritize our response to this emergency order. Uh, as you know, Traxxas is our largest customer in the field of biomatter and biomatter support technology. We need to meet tight deadlines, even if our production and manufacturing departments voice concerns or objections. Any delays in the delivery of birth pods for existing orders or confirmed purchase orders must be carefully handled on a customer-by-customer basis. Traxxas has approved this order to take priority over other orders that already exist. Cool. Yeah, so they're expediting some birth pods to Traxxas. Love a good expedited birth pod probably fine yeah mm-hmm. um as the arg progressed more they got some more emails into mora's email box uh the sixth email was uh from um the i think chief strategy officer to both uh tamora and their colleague uh mina goto talking about how um, they have concerns about putting uh, the new model silkworms and their nest beds uh, outside the company at such an early stage because they hadn't been released to the outside world yet. Uh, They were proprietary technology. Um, And he said, uh, we are aware that Traxxas has legally committed to confidentiality, with respect to this technology and that their contract prohibits reverse engineering of the silkworms and nest bed system. However, we are dealing with Traxxas. We would not be able to impose penalties on Traxxas that would even affect its bottom line. Okay. So Traxxas wants uh, access to their proprietary worm technology. (laughs) (laughs) And the higher ups are saying, no, no, don't, don't do that. We that's that's a bad idea. Yeah, this is confidential information. This is this is this is proprietary. Please do not leak this. Yeah, uh, there was also a email from uh, Goto to Tamora uh, said to connect with a Traxxas security operator. Confirmation by code phrase is required. Currently use code phrase 197-101-197-108-117-115. Thank you for taking charge of the meeting. Uh, and hmm. that was a decimal cipher uh, that decoded to uh, the name Daedalus. Interesting. The, the the Greek guy that built the wings? Yeah. Cool. Um, of, of also thematic note is that uh, Tamora's password, uh, when translated from kanji, uh, translates to uh, um, Charon. So there's... Oh, okay. there's a sort of Greek password theme happening here. Neat. Okay. Yeah. Love a um, motif. 
<laughs> There's also a email received on May 26th um, that was a calendar notification uh, that Tamora had a out of office day on the 26th or had had a had an out-of-office three hours on the 26th uh, from (laughs) 5 o'clock in the morning to 8 o'clock in the morning. Okay. uh, For personal business. Sure, Um, I get that. And had set up an auto-reply that said, I will be out of the office on the morning of May 26th. I will return around 8. I will let you know if the time shifts. Definitely not out getting cloned. Yeah. Um, Also on the 26th, uh... Tamora got another one of the emails that was meant specifically for Goto um, that was in English, interestingly, Hmm. uh, not in Japanese. Um, It was a addendum to uh, one of the Traxxas purchase orders. Um, And it was basically like, uh, please review and make sure all details are tracked. Um, there will be questions about the viability of S-series inclu- inclusion. Inform anyone with concerns that this PO has full board sign-off. Any persistent concerns can be directed straight to my office for clarification. Uh, the attachment is password protected. Um, use this password to process. Do not distribute this password. Uh, the password was... Uh, rot 19 for the word trance. Um, and D, and it opened the attachment, uh, which had a addendum with details on the five prototype, uh, P series clones. Okay. Uh, it said, uh, they had ballistic protection, spark shielding, <laughs> tactical endurance, and vision sync optimization. Perfect for being in a video game. Yeah, we're probably fine. Um, and that is that is the last of the the sort of Sekiguchi puzzle trail. Okay, interesting. So and, we're, uh, we're buying clones. Definitely not using them for yeah. any nefarious purposes. Yeah, so yeah, so Sekiguchi is producing clones. Uh they're dealing very closely with Traxis. Um and some of their employees are getting more classified emails than they should be. Okay. Love it when that happens. That's as someone that works in an industry that cares a lot about uh uh protection and, and security, that's definitely something that happens a lot as we just whoopsie poopsie, accidentally leaking emails to the wrong employees. Yeah, you know. They're very chill even about if they're- that. Yeah, they're they're in the same department. It's probably fine. It's, it's cool. We're chill. So now we have over to Traxxas. Let's see what they're <laughs> up to. Probably good stuff, right? Being chill, yeah. being ha- hanging out, having a good time. Yeah, that's probably fine. Um, Traxxas is also new to Marathon. Uh, they they are new to the world of Marathon. There was an AI called Traxxas Four in the original game. Okay. Um who is referenced in like a a bonus like lore text uh talking about how there was a uh there was a rampant AI uh named Traxxas 4 who crashed uh and did like semi irreparable damage to a bunch of other AIs on the Martian planetary net um okay. so that's fun <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Traxxas had a website at traxxas.global. Um, I, I will note for people who are maybe listening to this on a mobile phone, none of these, uh, none of these websites are accessible on mobile. Mm, okay. It will like, it will glitch out on you and say desktop terminal required. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like having a, uh, on the nose, but just like definitive version to say, I'm like, look, just go to this on the desktop. I, we can't do this for mobile. Yeah. Uh, Traxxas Global is a unit of Traxxas Offworld Industries. Uh, their mission statement is, we build worlds. At Traxxas Global, we build the infrastructure that connects humanity. From our humble beginnings on Earth's native soil to our adopted homes on Luna, Mars, in between and beyond, Traxxas Global strives to create and uplift communities while innovating in the fields of infrastructure development and resource management. Building today towards tomorrow. All right. Wonderful. I love this. Yeah. Good company. Yeah, it makes total sense why they would need clones with, um... <laughs> Let me check my notes here. Advanced military cap- capabilities? <laughs> <Yeah>. With, um, <laughs> Di- ballistics? Diamond <laughs> skin ballistics and scope <laughs> eyes. <laughs> it's probably fine. I'm not super worried about it. <laughs> I'm not uh, worried about it. <laughs> their uh their little like company story on uh on their site says that uh they began in uh 2095 with the birth of true artificial intelligence uh a congregation of visionary engineers and philosopher scientists gathered to breathe life into a dream inspired by the boundless potential of the universe they sought to create an entity that could pierce the veil of the cosmos and unlock the enigmatic secrets that lay hidden in the celestial abyss thus in a flurry of passion and determination traxxas intelligent machines was born great you love to hear it yeah it it seems like that went really well for them Uh, in 2145, they relocated, uh, to Mars and based on, uh, and, and sort of based on this information, plus, uh, a little map of like their, their Martian campus that said they, uh, they did applied nanotechnology, interdimensional physics, and digital consciousness and mind uploading, um, people were kind of able to extrapolate that Traxxas 4 was probably a fourth generation AI built by the Traxxas Corporation on Mars that went rampant and and shut down the Martian planetary net for a while. Okay, that checks Um, out. Especially because uh, their history entry for 2300... begins by saying our journey has not been without adversity as we face the inescapable (laughs) trials and tribulations of progress oh i love corporate speak (laughs) um they also have a a new and updated picture of their their little campus that has uh references to neural implant clinical trials deep space mining operations post-human modification clinics virtual reality tourism interdimensional diplomacy and cultural exchange hmm i do think anytime a company tells you that they're all about cultural exchange it's kind of like what does that mean yeah what do, you, what do you think you mean by that uh their their entry for 2400 uh was called the ascension growth and expansion um 
and uh, talked about how their technologies have transcended the mundane confines of the Earth, and their influence resonates throughout the infinite cosmos. If your company sounds like some shit that Lex Luthor would say, get a new job. Get a new job. They also now now have a subterranean laser harvester, a quantum ore synthesizer, and a dimensional ore extractor. If your company's loadout looks like something that the fucking mole man has, get a new job. Love it when a company's a supervillain. In 2088, uh... This this era was labeled as the Transcendence. Uh, it says, as we look back upon the odyssey that brought us to the precipice of eternity, we stand in awe of the dreams and passions that have fueled our journey. The history of Traxxas is a tapestry of triumph and tribulation, woven from the threads of human ambition and desire. It's a saga that continues to unfold as we chart the course of our collective destiny among the stars. Okay. Uh, and, and players found, uh, when they first accessed the Traxxas site, that it also flashes some text right at the beginning, similar to the second Gucci one, uh, that says, analyzing origin, analyzing identity, analyzing permissions. Okay. Uh, on the main page, there is a big ring of, uh... 95 different names uh, of, like, different mining equipment and, like, stuff that Traxxas does. And you can actually rotate, like, click and rotate the wheel uh, to read from all different sides. Uh, And there are little dots on it. Uh, And if you put certain uh, departments or, like, department names in front of the dots, they light up orange, and you can click them. Hmm. Uh, One is the history page, and the other two are research and innovations and commitment to humanity. (laughs) Love hearing about a a company's commitment to humanity. Mm -hmm. Um, The... Research and Innovations page has uh, information on Traxxas's latest products. It's very, um, it's very cluttered. This is an extremely cluttered page to look at. <laughs> um, but they talk about uh, pioneering breakthroughs, uh, the post-scarcity future, unlocking the riches of the solar system, uh, talking about mining on different planets and how they can now find mineral resources that have become scarce on Earth by making these, like, off-world expeditions. Um, they they construct mining ships and ca- that carry ore throughout the solar system to be processed into raw materials. Uh, they have a Traxxas off-world shipyard. Uh, there's also a bunch of information about a specific asteroid called Asteroid 2867-KD hmm. um, that is is being mined. It has like a, a graph of the pressure flow. Uh, it has its little discovery and analysis dashboard and uh, a record of its distance to Mars. Um, the... History page has the the timeline that we just went through. Uh, And the Commitment to Humanity page has five different videos with corporate pledges. See, returns a 404 error. (laughs) And it is literally just like 
the text on the screen while like an AI voice reads them. Uh, what is our stellar promise? We at Traxxas understand the path to greatness is paved with the dreams and aspirations of countless individuals. Our commitment to humanity is a solemn promise to honor and cherish those dreams as we venture forth into the uncharted territories of the solar system, hand in hand with the human race. <laughs> hand in hand uh, with, with but not as a part of. <laughs> interesting to note. The second one is environmental stewardship. As we forge our path across the solar system, we pledge to protect the delicate balance of the of the natural world. Our mining and industrial operations are designed to minimize our ecological footprint, and we actively invest in sustainable technologies and practices to ensure the worlds we share, we shape, remain unblemished for future generations. Okay. Uh, the other three are ethical innovation, social responsibility, and respect for autonomy. <laughs> uh, saying that they uh, are committed to pushing the boundaries of science and technology with the highest ethical standards in mind. Uh, they embrace their responsibility to uplift and support those diverse communities that make up the tapestry of humanity. And they vow to respect the privacy and autonomy of every individual as pioneers in the realms of robotics and AI. Well, great. I I feel, you know, I feel a lot better about Traxxas now. Mm -hmm. I, <laughs> I feel that they're very committed to humanity. Yeah, I, I love any corporate pledge. <laughs> uh, they also provided a uh, an email address on the website that was uh, infosec at traxxas.global. Uh, and if you sent an email, you got an auto-reply that said, Your communication was not delivered. Invalid subject. Please insert subject accuracy. This is an automated message from Vulcan. Interesting. Um, and so yeah, and so people um, were like, Oh, we need like some kind of code phrase to like get through this auto-reply. And uh, in order to... In order to try and figure out what it was, someone on the Game Detectives Discord sent the entire webpage text of the Traxxas email, or of the Traxxas website, to the email address. <laughs> <laughs> because they were like, definitely there is a word in here that will get us to what we need. <laughs> Surely their own website is fine, right? Yeah. And so they're... they're are a couple words that they think might have triggered. So they did get a reply that said, as promised, please use the following code to access the interorbital United shipping database. We look forward to hearing your findings and progress uh, and gave them a string of binary. Um, and so it sounds like the players are still super unsure what, uh, what actual word triggered this response. <laughs> um, it just brute forced it in the, most yeah. on-the-nose way possible. It's possible that it was Titan. Uh, it's also possible that it was Axion, because uh, the uh, there was a redundant piece of code in MarathonTheGame.com's uh, source page that had, like, data password Axion. Um, so people okay. were like, oh, maybe that's what, what it was. Um, but the binary string they got uh, translates to UESC.io. Uh, the UESC is another faction that we will get to eventually. Okay. Uh, but that was the that was the last of the uh, 
of the Marathon ARG sites to be found. I believe they found Traxxas Global through um, the Sekiguchi email inbox because it had like the emails from the Traxxas Global accounts. Okay. Um, there's also a tiny button that people found on uh, in the bottom corner of the Traxxas Global page. Uh, and if you click it, it opens a chat window uh, called Traxxas Connect. Uh, and it prompts you to enter a chat room name. Uh, and if you entered anything that was incorrect, uh, it said room name is not correct and it wouldn't let you enter a chat room. But when the YouTube video uh, that was a behind the scenes look with the Bungie devs went live, it displayed an image for a second uh, that had the Traxxas logo and a string of, uh, of letters and numbers. Okay. Uh, with two equal signs at the end. Um, hmm. And so people took these and they were like, this seems like base 64. Yeah, with the two equal signs. Uh, because of the equals, yeah. Um, and they found that it was base 64 for the word serpent. And using serpent as the name of a chat room got them into a Traxxas chat room. Cool. Uh, and they were able to, uh, and it displayed a chat for the players to look at um, between Traxxas employees uh, talking about a uh, situation with interorbital United shipping that was escalating. Um, they, uh, this other shipping company had been exploring in uh, in reopening old shipping routes. Um, and it was a bunch of, uh, of Traxxas employees kind of talking about, like, what's our intel on this shipping group? And, like, we, we need to make this a priority. Um, and, uh, one of them said, we are moving forward confident in our ability to secure our interests before United can adjust their infosec response or field countermeasures. Is this effort in-house or freelance? Initial efforts to access the intel in question are being handled in-house by Euros and their team. Additional measures utilizing freelancers are being set up to act on our findings. We may, enli- we may enlist outside help to track crack the phrase. We'll update as proceeded. Uh, they were talking about how they're, they're basically trying to hack uh, United, interorbital United shipping, um, but... Uh, a lot of their data was password protected. So they're like hiring people to hack them. <laughs> uh, they're also talking about uh, third party competition. They said uh, Mida remains an active complication. Their open channels are taunting us while their closed channels are overtly referring to United and this new route. Our aim is to secure our interest and close any backdoor to keep outside eyes as limited as possible. This new generation of Mida is a continuing sad display. Children playing revolution. It's pathetic. I thought we were done with their nonsense. Mars is free. We freed it. What are they fighting for? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They were talking about safety reports uh, that needed to be addressed, saying, uh, like, we have an ethical responsibility to, like, provide safe environments for our employees, um, but also, like, our sales will be better if, like, we can be proactive about upkeep. 
<laughs> Great work staying on top of this, everyone. Vital steps are being taken. Always inspiring when we are in sync on our objectives. <laughs> I love when you get a um, corporate ARG like this that also like yeah. pokes fun at like things like corporate pledges and stuff like that. Because you know that somewhere in the organization there's some, I don't know, C-level employee who's like, I'm not sure what the joke is here. And it's like, if your company's out here putting out jokes about how companies can't be trusted, it's like, and a little self-reflection. Like, it sure is a bummer they're making me write this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they also talked about uh, a uh, United Shipping project called Project Goliath that they were keeping surveillance on. Um, they found a couple of the passphrases to... Uh, to access United Shipping's data. Um, and uh, they found, so they found two of them and uh, they were in ROT 24 and they decoded to Arcology and Tida. Um, and if you sent Arcology to the Traxxas email, uh, it gave you input phrase accepted uh, and a string of the, I think the same string of binary. Uh, if you sent Tida, um, it said, uh, your communication was not delivered in valid subject. Please ensure subject accuracy. Um, and it was found if you set, if you sent Titan instead, it would accept it. So they just like had missed a letter probably. Sure. Uh, they also talked about the uh, the purchase order they sent to Sekiguchi to acquire those uh, those Biomata clones uh, for an undisclosed operation, uh, and they said that securing that was key to their planned manifest. Uh, and that was where they they talked about um, the uh, the purchase order and how it had been like obvious like constructed to obfuscate some things. Um, which gave the people working on the Sekiguchi stuff the the clue to like go and look very closely at it in the email inbox. Um, they talked about uh, using outside consultants, which some people were not happy for or happy to be doing to uh, to lead their first wave response um, against. United Shipping, um, and some people disagreed with this, but they were like, we need to do it for plausible deniability. Um, <laughs> and they were like, okay, well, we're gonna send this thing to Sekiguchi, and, like, hopefully it's, like, so... We, we've obfuscated it enough that, like, people will just, like, not look too closely at mm -hmm. it. <laughs> Spoiler alert, you're in an ARG, y'all. Yeah, people are gonna look at it pretty damn a close. lot of people are looking at this. <laughs> so that was when they got the purchase order. Uh, they got to look at all of that stuff. Um, and um, at midnight Pacific time, uh, the next day, the entire chat room was wiped. Oh damn! Uh, there was a there was a chat wipe uh, carried out by Vulcan. Uh, the Traxxas AI that had been answering emails uh, and just, like, completely got rid of all the messages. Damn, okay. I kind of love it when ARGs uh, go through and wipe something and are, and are like, 
hope you had screenshots. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bit of sadistic pleasure in it. It's fun. Uh, Riley and I talked very briefly about doing that for the for the interstitial arc that we just finished. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're gonna have like a, a bonus task that if if somebody finished it, we're just gonna send them episode two and then self destruct it as soon as they accessed it and be like, no one will ever believe you <laughs> that you have this. <laughs> Say like, hey, send us a screenshot once you've downloaded it, and then when they do, you just go done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we like we couldn't figure out how to make a page that only one person could access and not like download or re- reproduce. Right, like just <laughs> we just like <laughs> to stream from, but not down because if you download it, then you can just yeah. spread it around. Yeah, exactly. And like if it's a web page, then you can spread it around. Um. Yeah, it was it was too much work for a bit, but it would have been really funny. <laughs> um Vulcan was probably a reference to uh to Bungie's um in-house marathon map editor, which was allegedly incredibly bulky uh or buggy. Gotcha. <laughs> um, I know the the password being Titan is also a reference to the another password Greek reference. Yeah, there's a lot of Greek mythology in here, which is fun. Uh, and a couple hours later, the chat room started back up again with uh, one of the Traxxas employees saying, uh, who initiated a wipe on this channel? Um, and Vulcan saying that one of the other users had initiated it at uh, 1 a.m. PST Standard Earth time. Um and that employee said, considering the rumors of data security failings, I've asked Vulcan to wipe its records daily. Um, hmm. And they said, good call. So that's fun. This, this to me, has shades of, like, the chat logs that have been dumped of, like, crypto guys being like, oh, we're doing something super illegal, <laughs> but don't tell anybody. Yeah, like, it's it's so funny. It's like... Oh, yeah, just like, well, we just won't get caught doing it. Hey, yeah, why, why'd we'll you hit the delete. screenshot button? <laughs> yeah, we'll just we'll just delete all of our chat logs so that nobody will ever be able to find mm-hmm. them. It's the perfect crime. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they, they, they continued the conversation saying that they had found uh, another encoded uh, password for United Shipping... Uh, and that the order for uh, Sakaguchi was moving forward. Uh, they had finalized a commit from their contractors for the new site expedition, um, and that uh, that their contractors were secure. Um, and they had promised Sakaguchi that they were going to field test the, their S series clones. Uh, said they couldn't resist getting a head start on the next gen that ops worth more than the credits to most higher end runners. Still logistics to cap off, but the practical ex- aspects of this initiative are tracking. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the next day there was a, uh, a chat talking about how Mido was becoming a problem, uh, too much United shipping a- uh, attention, and that there was an investigation underway. Uh, hmm. And they said that Mida had cracked one of the United Shipping passwords, uh, and that they had somehow 
known and secured the keyword for the product order from Sekiguchi because they had tweeted it out. (laughs) Uh, They said, minor cracking and password is troubling, but how'd they even know to crack it? Who knows the PO exists? More than should. (laughs) Uh, And they were... Uh, they said, how are we on the defensive for an initiative no one should know exists? <laughs> I love I love how much of our, like, quote-unquote internal communication has the same vibe as, like, every time Elon Musk's tweets, like, interesting, looking into it. Like, yeah. just like, it's every, we're just like, hmm, weird that people have access to this. We can't remove it, because that would kill the game, but, like, I'm going to tweet looking into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they, they talked about the, uh, the updated, uh, Sekiguchi, uh, contract with the, the support addendum. Uh, they said, uh, MIDA disruption escalating, project risk increasing. Clear we are not the only ones shadowing Goliath. Um, and that conversation was, uh, interrupted by someone saying, shaft collapse. Uh, how did this happen? We just listed it as a risk for failure. No major concerns. This is bad timing. What's the loss? Too early. Equipment and structural, total loss. Personnel, too early. Do they have mines? Yeah, they they do space mining. Oh, I'm thinking of the wrong company. Okay. Yeah, uh, and they were they were talking about, like, maybe it was an attack, but there were no signs of hostilities. Um... And their final numbers were 300 plus affected, 300 plus injured, 304 by Amada lost, 53 casualties. Hmm. I was about to say it's probably the Flood, and then I remembered, no, this is a different Bungie franchise. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, said early early numbers indicate clones did their job, seeing only non-Biomata workers among lost, all cloneware workers ejected, all survived. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they had, so the players now had another passphrase for the UE, the UESC, the the space shipping side of this arg, which we'll talk about later. But um, they they knew that uh, that also Mido was still fucking with uh, with Traxus, and that there had been a mine shaft collapse. Um, later in the day, there was. Um, more chat posted, but it was like fucked up and out of sequence, uh, and repeating a bunch of different parts. Uh, and, but they, the last part, like, weirdly took place in the future. Okay. Uh, of like ahead of time of when it should have been put up. Um, I think that was the, the mining collapse bit should have like not been seen when it was okay um and then there was a complete channel wipe right after that (laughs) (laughs) um so they got some information out of order which didn't end up mattering too too much um they got a bunch of ciphers uh they they said that vulcan the ai was working on 14 locks um, and so they, they knew that they had to send Vulcan 14 different passphrases, uh, to hack, uh, United Shipping. Uh, one of them was Imbue, one was Radiant, uh, one was Simulacrums. Okay. Uh, and every time they sent one of these to Vulcan, um, 
they would get back uh, the uh, the the autoresponder that was like, uh, yeah, input phrase accepted, thanks. Um, and so through all of the different faction pages, uh, they were able to find 13 different codes uh, that they could send into Vulcan. And some of them were from the Sekiguchi ones. Uh, they got Charon and Daedalus from there. Um, they got Infinity from the password that had been used to open the purchase order. Uh, from the Traxxas chat, they got uh, Arcology, Titan, Imbue, uh, Radiant, and Simulacrums. Uh, they got Trance, which was used to open one of the other Traxxas attachments. Um, and then they got some from Mida, which were Anonymity, Resist, and uh, the Infinity one that had been tweet- tweeted out. Okay. Uh, so they had 13. They needed 14. Hmm. Um, later that day, at uh, one-ish Pacific time, Mida tweeted, Mass Indifference destroys all. UESC's endless lies behind 14 locks. This is one. Locked truths. Earth, Mars deserve it. Truth. Earth, Mars are one. Uh, along with a video clip that played six distinct audio sounds. Hmm. And it was a spectrogram. <laughs> uh, and it was a spectrogram of the word united. Okay. Uh, with, But sending it in to Vulcan... Uh, didn't return the correct uh, autoresponder, and they were told it wasn't a viable passphrase. Um, and Maida tweeted uh, a little while later, we are united, with united in all caps. Okay. Uh, and people were like, do we have to combine all of the previous passwords? Like, what do we have to do here? <laughs> what are we looking at? And kind of since since the beginning of the ARG, there had been kind of like subtle hints to a 14-character password. Um, like, one of the streamers who had gotten merch, uh, ha- it had like a piece of paper, like a piece of paper, uh, that had binary on the bottom that said access key only accessible via 14 characters um, in during like the live stream to release the the little dev interview video uh, there was some text that said uh, initiating USEC forced de- decryption protocol monitor all comms for passcode characters remaining 14 okay and so that was kind of where the Traxxas path ended on the hunt for this um, 14 character passcode. All right. Yeah. So that's that's half the ARG. Yeah. Shall we pick up next time with the quest for the other, the rest of the 14 character phrase? Yeah. Let's let's pick up next time and talk about uh, our friends at Mida and uh, United Shipping. Sounds good. Excited to get into it. <laughs> you know, uh, we could probably cover this in one episode, but it's not a marathon, Marn. <laughs> Anyways, you got any recommendations for me? <laughs> I do have recommendations for you. Um, I, I have I have two recommendations. One is just like a silly recommendation. Uh, I I recently. 
I recently bought uh, the Kingdom Hearts Final Mix collection because it was on sale for PC, and I've been playing Kingdom Hearts 2 again. And um, Yeah, those games any good? Good game. Yeah, good game. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts 2, pretty good game. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Uh, my, my other... My other recommendation is a is a TV show I've really been enjoying. Um, uh, the Devil's Plan on Netflix. It is a Korean game show uh, that is based around like social deduction and like memorization and kind of like logic games and stuff like that. And Kind of the central gimmick is that each player is like gaining and losing in game currency by playing these games, and as soon as you go down to zero, you immediately get kicked out. Okay. And is this a is this a scripted series or like a like a no, game it's show? A, it's a reality show, yeah. Okay. Um it's it's really good. The first like four episodes are out on Netflix. It's if you like like death game manga and like gambling stories and you want a reality show that feels very much like one of those like you should watch this um it's also very interesting to watch from like a game design standpoint i'm very much enjoying it okay that sounds really cool yeah because there's also like I, I don't want to spoil it too much, but there's also like kind of a escape roomy element to part of it almost where they can like earn additional in-game currency by like doing specific tasks and like finding stuff outside of like the main games. Mm-hmm. It's it's very cool. Cool. Sounds neat. Yeah. Well hell yeah. Uh my recommendation this week, uh I was trying to think I haven't done anything new this week. What has my time been spent doing? The answer is looking at fish tanks. Uh, so get into fish tank YouTube because they're all very good. <laughs> I don't have any one channel I like over others. I just like watching people put together fish tanks. Um, but my actual recommendation this week, I think, is uh, if you know the YouTube channel Folding Ideas, um, who has done a lot of really cool videos, including... Uh, the, their biggest known one is, um, uh, their NFT video whose name I'm mm-hmm. blanking on off the top, uh, line goes up, which is like a two and a half hour, like definitive deep dive into NFTs and why they're bad that like, I'm not going to say the video killed NFTs, but it definitely like nailed a cough, <laughs> nailed a nail into a coffin might've been the final one. I'm not going to say for sure, but, um, <laughs> There's a lot of really cool videos about online, basically online grifts in crypto space. Um, And uh, very recently, like yesterday, put out a video called This is Financial Advice, which is about uh, the GameStop thing that happened a couple years ago and the culture that has come out around that past then. Um, I saw that that came out and I'm very excited to watch it later. Yeah, I I was sitting there with the... I had my friends in this weekend from out of town and like I, I... was looking on my phone and I just saw a tweet from him that said, this is financial advice with a link. And I was like, ah, shit, I got to (laughs) go. He's been teasing this project for a while and I got to watch this one. Uh, So yeah, I've watched a little bit of it, but I would recommend checking that out. I'm going to call it now. I'm sure it's going to be good and I'll eat by words if it's not. 
But yeah, that's uh, that's my recommendation. And if you like that, go back and watch uh, my favorite video of his, which is called In Search of a Flat Earth. It is a fascinating look at uh, flat earth culture. But yeah, that's it for me. Uh, so I think that's going to do it for us, Marn. Um, yeah, I got nothing else. There was something that I thought to myself right before we started this recording. Oh, I should remember to promote this thing. And I no longer remember what it was. So it. sorry. We, we'll <laughs> check the front of this episode. There might have been an extra recorded ad for something. Uh, but until next time, if you want to get a hold of us or see... Uh, see our tweets when we will have remembered what we meant to talk about on this episode. <laughs> you can find us on X unless we have to pay for it uh, at Argonauts Pod. Uh, otherwise, you can find us. We are individually. I am at co-host Sherms. I am at Corpse Survivors. And you can find us and support everything we do at Moonshot over at MoonshotPods.com or support us on Patreon uh, at Patreon.com slash MoonshotPods. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, send us an email if you've got an ARG or just want to say hi. Uh, ArgonautsPodcastGmail.com. Hit us up. And uh, until next time, well, that's ARGs, baby. Riley. Yeah, Andrew. Do you want to make a podcast ad? I do, but what would we mention? So I think that we could probably put together an ad for a show called The Podcast Minds. Ah. There, but for the grace of pod, go we. You know, it's a podcast where we both pitch each other podcast ideas instead of doing one ourselves. Yeah, it's a podcast pilot pitching project. Totally. It's We should mention that it's a comedy show, right? Where we throw out ideas like getting weirdly deep into the themes of Jumanji. Is that one a podcast? No, no. Uh, I, I, it's, a, it's a podcast idea that is actually a front for me to talk to you about hyperfixations I got. Oh, that's uh, most of the things that you hit me with. Uh, what about instead if we just talked about all the different ways you could do a rewatch of Lost? Oh, that sounds like you just did what I did, but <laughs> you said it in a positive voice. Okay. And along the way, what if we pitched ideas like, I don't know, epic rap battles of mystery, the Lin-Manuel Miranda podcast. Listen to the podcast minds. There before the grace of pod, go we on your podcatcher of choice on the Moonshot Network. Hi-ho! Hi-ho! Every Friday.